You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, well, welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're moving into a fabulous segment, the Honor Our Father segment. Uh, So today's Honor Our Father segment on Real Presence Radio is brought to you in part by Well Beyond Personalized Medicine in Rapid City. Nurse practitioners Melissa Aberly and Kathy Wilson specialize in functional medicine, bioidentical hormones, thyroid treatment, weight loss, and more. And they can be found online uh, at wellbeyondmed.com. That's just wonderful. And today, um, our honor... Our father's winner is Father Robert Wapensky. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> St. Ed- <laughs> Edward's Catholic Church in Drayton, North Dakota. Uh, we would like to nominate Father Robert Wapensky, said St. Edward's Catholic in St. Edward's Catholic Church in Drayton, North Dakota. And his parishioners have said, since arriving at our parish, he has made an effort to be involved with the daily lives of our parishioners. He's been active in getting our church more engaged, and he has also worked to make needed repairs and improvements to our church building. It has been a blessing to have him here. He's a good father. That's That's awesome. awesome. So again, today's Honor Our Father segment on Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Well Beyond Personalized Medicine in Rapid City. Nurse practitioners Melissa Eberly and Kathy Wilson specialize in functional medicine, bioidentical hormones, thyroid treatment, weight loss, and more. They can be found online at wellbeyondmed.com. Yeah, so if you'd like to nominate your priest to be honored with a dozen donuts, just please give us a call at 877-795-0122. All right. Well, that is fantastic. I, I, I know Father Wapensky. He is a fabulous priest. So congratulations uh-huh. to you, Father Wapensky. And congratulations to St. Edward's as well. Yeah, to the uh, parish staff there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, and, and just um, to get recognized as mm-hmm. uh, a priest that um, your parishioners just love is quite an honor. It is. But it's also such a blessing for the parish. And so we thank our priests um, Abundantly. Yeah. So I yeah. love this segment. It's a, it's a great opportunity to say thank you uh, to, to those that often don't mm-hmm. get the thanks. So Right, right. Wow. Well, that uh, first 45 minutes, yeah. it, it, was, it was definitely, you know, it's difficult. Yep. It's difficult because, you know, we as human beings, we just complicate things so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's been since Genesis in the beginning, you know, right. we just uh, have fallen human nature. And, and there always seems to be someone exploiting somebody for some profit or some personal desire and and it just gets us in trouble when we don't stay focused on yeah, god absolutely you know it's i um i i'm just i'm struck by this uh, because it is something that for many of us it just defies reason right mm-hmm. like how is this actually a thing um but it 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 makes sense from a theological standpoint that this is this is a lie that's thrown out because you know the the fathers of the church they're, um, it's not, it's not uh, declared, it's not uh, revealed in Revelation why Satan rebelled, uh, but the, what the fathers of the church proposed is that he was given an image of, or a vision of the incarnation and was told to worship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the classic response that um, Lucifer, at the time, the, the light bearer, one of the most glorious of the angels, 
replied was, I non serviam, I will not serve. And uh, that it didn't make sense that, that he, an angelic being, should, should serve, should uh, offer praise to this mortal fleshly thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't resonate with him in his angelic uh, mind. And so that was really the source of his rebellion against God, was the, the, the humanity that God himself was to assume. And so it, it makes sense, if that is true, that really our humanity is the, the focal point of his hatred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we see that in abortion. We see that in gender ideology. We see that in so many, the, the murder, the, the disdain for human life. Um, that oh, we see yeah. in, in any number of ways mm-hmm. that, we, that we violate each other, right? Right. And that it is really the same voice at the source of it all that's whispering the lies into the ears of those who will hear them. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you have someone who's a, an author of healthcare reform who mm-hmm. thinks that, you know, we should all die at 74 because after that everything goes wrong. Mm. It's like we have people in leadership that we need to really understand that um, they don't have our best interests yeah. in mind. It's a lot of times it's their own interests. And so we need to educate ourselves. We need to pray fervently. We need to um, do our best to protect our children because things ebb and flow and have cycles. And if we can do our best to help them realize that they're a child of God, yeah. you know, and their, <laughs> their dignity and their worth and how much they're loved, I mean, it can be a whole lot different. Yeah, and- it uh, it struck me as we were having our conversation with Dr. Cortella that we as Catholics are really most well-positioned to respond to this. And I've, I've seen this more and more recently in, in my time in the Marriage and Family Life office, that because of the theology of the body that you mentioned, the, the great gift of John Paul, the, you know, the teaching on the human person that we've received, and the dignity of our having been created male and female, the dignity of our bodiliness. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that we have there's a there's a depth of understanding that Catholics have inherited that is not universal, and I've seen that more and more. You know, even even with many of our great Protestant uh, brothers and sisters that want to serve God, there's there's confusion on things like contraception, right? You know, there's confusion on on questions of same sex marriage and those sorts of things because there's not necessarily the framework. To, through which to interpret this, through which to understand it. You know, like, there's no, there aren't the boundaries. We just know that, okay, well, um, God made us, made us male and female, but, um, and, and that there, there are important things like sex, but we don't necessarily have, there's not always the clarity of understanding what this all means, that, that it has meaning, other than just being, mm-hmm. you know, that it just happens to be. Um, and so, as Catholics, we're really best positioned to speak into this, because we have an, a broader understanding of the human person um, that I, I think illuminates these questions, which makes it seem to us, it's like, how could you think this way? How could you think this way? Because we, we by God's revelation, by God's grace, we have um, that, that fuller exposition of who we are as men and women, as male and female. And, and I think also, you know, it's like, well, you know, your faith, you just have so many rules and da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. and, you know, the heck with the rules, right. basically, is, you know, why uh, a lot of people either fall away or, or just, you know, don't understand who we are as Catholics, but they don't understand how those rules <laughs> that we have, those commandments, actually liberate us and right. make us free, and, and more free to love, more free to, 
to understand yeah. the truths of the faith. And, and sexual integrity is a big part of that. I mean, Absolutely. when you look at the Ten Commandments, I mean, look at the mess that the Old Testament got in so often because of right. the lack of sexual integrity. Yeah, you know? and, yeah, and there's, there's the pragmatic level, and then there's the... the philosophical, theological level, there's the mm-hmm. emotional, relational level. I mean, there's just, there's so much built into it. And and like I said, I was, we were on a family vacation here a couple weeks ago. And while we were driving off to uh, Denver, there was a billboard along the way that said, imagine not having access to healthcare because of who you love. Um, and it was making, it was making the statement about, you know, same-sex unions and how they should have same, and, it, and that's often the way that it's crafted is like, those who oppose this simply don't allow other people to love, you know, because there's not an understanding of what does it mean to what love. What is love? Yeah, yeah. There, there's not an understanding of how does does the love that we express for one another as human beings, as bodily persons, what what is the significance of that? Is it something that's simply an act in and of itself, or is it something that has a fuller uh, disclosing, you know, revelatory power mm-hmm. to it? Well, and there's four different kinds of love, yep. and, and there's, you know, so we we miss the boat on on it because with so many words we've redefined them. You know, we've mm-hmm. redefined the word gay. It used to be a woman's name, and now it's like, who's gonna name their daughter gay? Right, you know, yeah, because yeah. how how that's been, and I'm not. I'm not chastising people who have that same-sex attraction because that's a real thing and they are also children of God and so I'm not saying that I'm just saying how these words or or the symbolism of the rainbow and now you know the rainbow flag being used in a way that's counter to what God's covenant is with his children you know it's interesting when you mentioned the covenant right so that the uh the rainbow is uh a sign of the covenant right um, it's fascinating if you've ever, ever paid attention to the the, the LGBT rainbow. Um, we know the rainbow is having seven colors, right? The Roy G. Biv. Uh, the LGBT one only has six colors, and you know that seemed like well, you know, interesting. But what's the big deal there? Biblically speaking, theologically speaking, seven is the number of the covenant. Seven is a significant. It's a number of completion. Six is in many ways it's the number of the beast. You see 666 as the number of uh, the beast in the scriptures. And it's, it's on the sixth day that both man and beast were created, but men were made for the seventh day, for that communion, that covenant with God. Mm. And so it's, it's just fascinating to me that those who um, you know, adopted the rainbow as their sign thought to move it from seven colors down to six because again, I, I'm. It's a calculated, purposeful. Uh, whether it is on the part attempt. of the people who do it, no. or the one who's who's actually speaking into their ear, this is the the bigger point that I think uh, that the devil knows um, that that you know mankind was made with the animals, and his constant push is to show us that you're nothing but an animal, mm-hmm. and that's what you see in the the same sex uh, arena. Like these are your urges, this is what you feel, and so you should go with that. Yeah. What you feel is what you what you are. Same with transgenderism. It's like the the biological impulses that you have. That's all you are, mm-hmm. and that's that's the voice of the evil one who's constantly seeking to deceive us and not disclose that we are sons and daughters of God made for communion with God. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, we have to go on a quick break, but coming up, a look back at all great things Catholic Charities has done in North Dakota. Stay with us right after the break. <laughs> 